Welcome at North Paddington Food Bank, a food bank who have supported more than 2,543 people last year. Our guest today is the North Paddington Food Bank manager, Tara Hussman. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us today. So I saw you this morning um, talking with customers, putting products on the shelves. I guess your job is more than that. Can you tell us a bit more? I'm the manager of the food bank session and also of the charity itself. So my role is to obviously run the session once a week and to welcome our clients and manage the volunteer team, but also to fundraise for the charity and to raise awareness in the local community about what we do and why we need help. How busy is uh, this food bank in particular? Well... I think we are really quite busy compared to some food banks. Um, so I've been here nearly two years, and in that time, our client numbers have doubled. Um, so on average at the moment, we're seeing between 35 and 40 households per week. So that might be up to 80 people a week, including lots of children who we're helping. So it, most, most Wednesday mornings, it's pretty full on. We're, we're non-stop helping people. And I understand that many people are coming to you. Why is that? Why do you think uh, people are coming to you? There are kind of two main reasons, two main groups of reasons. So the first reason is because of difficulties receiving welfare benefits payments. So um, we, we have a lot of people, for example, with disabilities and illnesses who are on employment support allowance and... A lot of them are regularly reviewed and it may be judged that they're fit to work. So there's a whole process that goes on around that and it involves a lot of waiting, usually waiting to be reassessed, waiting to appeal. So there are, there are weeks sometimes where there's no income coming in. And it's the same with other benefits, so things like benefit sanctions are happening. Um, just, just general long delays in people waiting to get any money at all. So that's one big group of people. I'd say at least half of our clients are here because they're having interruptions in their welfare benefits payments. For, for the other people, what we're finding is that the cost of living is extremely high. It's going up. Food prices are getting more expensive. Rents are going up. And incomes are remaining the same. So people are getting very, very squeezed to the point where there is no safety net for them so if they um, have a sudden expense even things like buying a children's school uniform or we've had people who've had relatives dying who've had to pay travel costs to get to the funeral so because there's very very little given people's incomes um, they are very they often come to us so and and they're people who are sometimes making choices between do they have electricity or do they have food So we've had an increasing number of people who don't have any electricity at home or any gas, who are sitting in the dark, who can't afford to run their fridges or their cookers even. So very, very squeezed incomes. It's very awful to hear that in a developed country and in one of the richest countries in the world that people are suffering. And have you noticed uh, this for a long time? Is that going on for a long time? Well, to my knowledge... Um, food banks only really became 
a big thing starting in 2010, which is when the coalition government came into power. Um, And there were quite a lot of changes to welfare payments and obviously austerity came in at that time. So food banks have really boomed since 2010. There were a few before that, but they were not a common thing at all. And now we're at the point where there are over 2,000 food banks in the UK. So things have got very bad and in a relatively short period of time. And how do you cope with the demand here at North Paddington Food Bank? We basically put a lot of effort into uh, raising awareness in the local community. So we we are very reactive to our client numbers. So um, as you may have seen today, our cupboard can get quite bare by the end of a session. So if, if we realise that we're getting a lot of people, then we'll put extra effort into collecting food outside supermarkets or... Um, we'll put out calls on social media, etc., for um, for extra help. So, so so far we've coped. We had one week last summer where we did run out of food completely. We didn't run out of money though, so we we went out and basically did an emergency shop and then delivered food to the people who who were still waiting for that for food that afternoon. Um, but yeah, we we try and respond to if there's a sudden increase in numbers. Usually, people who um, come to food banks are people on low income who've been disadvantaged by the system. Have you noticed a change that it targets also other people from high-earning income families? One thing that people often pick up on when they come to volunteer here is that there is a very wide diversity of clients. So not everyone is from what would conventionally be seen as a low-income background so we for example we have people who've worked in banking we've had an economist coming we've had lots of chefs coming we've had people who have jobs at the moment but still can't afford to make ends meet so it's a very um, diverse client group really and and I think it's it is surprising that that so many sectors of the community are affected Um, something that's that people often comment on is like you know they they just I think some people think it's mainly for homeless people or you know people with addiction problems or whatever but it really is very wide and I think particularly when people get ill particularly maybe people in their 40s and 50s they've had a working life they've had a career and then they hit health problems and they're very shocked often to find out that there isn't much of a safety net in terms of the benefit system that you know sometimes they can be left with no money um, and so they, they end up coming to food bank much to their own shock often lots and lots of people have said I can't believe that it's me here you know I used to be the person who was helping other people and now it's me needing help that's I've heard that quite a lot And how do you think we can reverse uh, this tendency? There are specific changes that could happen with the welfare benefits system um, so that people aren't left with, with no money. I think it's really essential to have an emergency fund that people can apply to that's quick to access because there is something at the moment but it can take two weeks to apply um, and it's not always granted. Um, So I think stopping benefit sanctions, because that that's clearly leaves people with no income. Um, I think really, and, and, and on a broader level, that the cost of living is going so high. So things like rents are, are really 
so unaffordable in this part of London um, and take up such a big proportion of people's income that they're, they're really not left with very much else. And I, I don't know what the answer to that is, whether it's rent capping, whatever, but I think it, the issue of food banks needs to be directly addressed, I think, because we shouldn't have to have food banks in, this, in our society at this time. And before we know it, they're going to be, become part of the scenery. And in my view, the government needs to do something urgently to investigate what's going on, you know, why, why are we seeing so many people needing food banks and what can we do about it? There are so many uh, food banks in London. You can see that your food bank is doing amazingly well. It has been nominated for Westminster Community Award. Congratulations. How do you feel? I'm really pleased that our hard work's been acknowledged. I'm actually very proud of all of us and especially the volunteers who... We've got a fantastic group of volunteers who are so dedicated and so compassionate and I think, you know, that that is really important, you know, when running a food bank because um, people, people who come here are very often very distressed and haven't had the best experiences of being treated well and, and for us it's very important that people go away not only with some food but also with some sense of hope and belief in kindness and, and compassion and so I see our nomination as a reflection of that as well as the fact we're providing food. That's really good to hear that and what are your plans for the future? What we want to do is to look at our, our roles so at the moment we're very much providing a service but I think we also want to look at how we um, help to contribute to the debate about food banks and poverty and that you know so that we highlight the fact that yes we're here we're glad we can help but we'd rather that the problem didn't exist in the first place So um, we're also um, taking on a new project with the Granville Community Kitchen and we're collaborating on that so they're going to be holding a, um, a cooking session which will be a kind of mixture of socialising and very informally teaching people how to cook if they don't know how to. I have to say most of our clients do know how to cook but, you know, some people don't. So we're, we're just collaborating with local, local When will it start? That will be in a couple of months' time. And whereabouts will it be here in the, at the North uh, Paddington Food Bank? Well, it's going to be held at Granville Community Kitchen, which is in Carlton Vale. They're a, a great local charity, um, and they've got great kitchen facilities. Um, they also get lots of donated food from Marks and Spencer. So we're hopefully going to be encouraging and escorting groups of clients down to the Granville Community Kitchen for some cooking sessions and encouraging them to take part. Well, it has been a pleasure meeting you today, Tara Osman, uh, to discuss about your role at North Paddington Food Bank, but also about your missions and your plan for the future. Thank you very much for having us today. Thank you very much for inviting me to talk. It's been a pleasure.